teach Class is in session and I'ma teach I'ma teach Class is in session and I'ma teach This goes out to the dumb motherfuckers Get some lumps for a lump Some motherfuckers Chase, I spit a rum rum Motherfuckers step up to get beat Come, come motherfuckers I'm a beast, I'm a boss I'm a goddamn ripper Unleash, hit a floss on these pop jam flippers You see, it's a loss when you try to diss me You don't want smoke, I'll fry your history It's apparent that you're arrogant But nobody cares a bit When everything you've been releasing Over the ever shit Use a little square, but you don't want to square Bitch, I got too many angles and I won't be there to hit You get folded like paper cranes Head so far up, ribs scrape your brain Go ahead, drop your subliminal rap tracks You don't really want me sending you crap backs But that's the only time that you ever hear a clap for your music You tricks don't got the ear to rap Zack, you puncture, poke holes in your no-flow Have the nastiest broke souls that are so-so This goes out to the dumb motherfuckers Get some lumps for a lump, some motherfuckers Chainsaw spit a rum rum motherfuckers Step up to get beat, come, come motherfuckers This goes out to the dumb motherfuckers Get some lumps for a lump, some motherfuckers Chainsaw spit a rum rum motherfuckers Step up to get beat, come, come motherfuckers Whipping man children call CPS this a public service like PBS Big beer, ZZ on top, ZZ fresh Sharp dress, yes, this steeds we crush Stay youthful, every night I slept up in the fountain You got no bars like reception in the mountains Your albums ain't my mixtapes, you kick vapes I kick that OG, rolling sick pace My shit's great, high off my own supply I stop by the heat Classics 101, this is how you write a beat Teach your girl to write my meat, even though you're the expert I work it in her guts real slow cause the sex hurt You get checked first, don't bother replying Your lo-fi shit gets slaughtered by heighten I beat down my beats, treble these cuts No samples needed, you can travel these nuts This goes out to the dumb motherfuckers Get some lumps for a lump, some motherfuckers Chase out, spit a rum rum motherfuckers Step up to get beat, come come motherfuckers This goes out to the dumb motherfuckers Get some lumps for a lump, some motherfuckers Chase, I spit a rum, rum, motherfuckers They're about to get beat, come, come, motherfuckers 101 This is Classics 101 This is Classics 101 This is Classics 101 You little bitch talking shit, this 101 This is Classics 101 You can't make shit like this, don't fucking try, you little bitch <laughs> stay up though, stay up, I mean, stay down there, cause I'm up above you, but still stay up, <laughs> make a, a diet out of my dusty little bitch, grab, okay, this is just a test, let's see how the fuck this sounds, let's do another test without the mic, Okay, I've decided I like it better with just the phone mic in this particular scenario. The lapel mic is picking up way too much. <laughs> I'm currently on the... Tr uh, no, not treadmill. I always forget what the fuck this is called. A stationary bike? Yeah. So, I'm multitasking, motherfuckers. I'm on the stationary bike. Getting a workout in. And I've wanted to get more workouts in. I'm really putting more time into it you know I want to be in better shape for my tour not that I'm in bad shape a lot of y'all would love to be in this type of shape you know what I mean but <laughs> um, I want to be ready for my tour and at the last the last few times I performed if you've seen me you've seen me run out of breath a little but here's the thing that's not due to a lack of fitness because the thing is, I will run through those sets like 20 to 30 times, <laughs> never run out of breath. But when I do it live, I get excited, not going to lie. And I forget the natural motion of breathing. <laughs> so like I get so wrapped up in like trying to have a good show, <laughs> I forget to fucking breathe. <laughs> I know it sounds silly to an outsider, but look at me talking all pretentious. It sounds silly from the outside looking in, but honestly, it's like, I just forget. <laughs> like I try to breathe right, and I can't. <laughs> so it fucks me up, man. I try my best, and I, do, I make the most out of it, but 
it's tough. So, like, I would say my most recent performance, I give myself a B. I think I did well. Movement-wise, I give myself an A, especially for a rapper. I was moving. I was making that stage my own, movement-wise. Vocally, I don't think it was my strongest, you know. Um, I don't want to say a C. Actually, I wouldn't give myself a C, you know, because I was performing some difficult songs. I'd give myself a B vocally. So maybe that averages out to a B plus total, you know. But um, I definitely could have done better. And I just want to say, <laughs> I had a friend that was a little critical of my performance. They gave a lot of praise. And then the days following, they talked about me being out of shape, running out of breath. <laughs> I just want to say, motherfucker. First of all, I got a lot of thoughts on this. Like I said, that wasn't for me being out of shape. I didn't run out of breath that badly. Motherfucker, you try doing a vocal performance, dancing around the entire time, and not running out of breath a little bit. You know? It's not the fitness thing. It was more due to the excitement. You know? Your vocal cords almost start to close up. Because <laughs> I ran out of breath... <laughs> I started running out of breath like a minute in. That wasn't due to my fitness, bro. That was fucking me just being excited. <laughs> Putting a lot of energy into it and not breathing naturally, just trying to get all the words out. That happens when you're performing. <laughs> so that's one thing I want to say. Motherfucker, I'd like to see you do it. I'd like to see you do it. <laughs> I, as far as I know, you've never performed in your life on a stage. So you want to be critical, motherfucker. You go do it. <laughs> It's not the easiest thing in the world. I did well, especially the fact that that was my second performance of the year. <laughs> and I've only got like, I barely got to perform in 2020 and 2021. 2020, I don't, I think I performed at the beginning of the year. 2021, I don't think I performed at all. <laughs> so it's something I'm still getting used to again. But as you can hear, like I'm, having a full episode <laughs> on the on the uh stationary bike that's almost just a flex because <laughs> you mu no, no pun intended <laughs> motherfuckers want to talk shit it's like where's your album at bro where's your album at everybody everybody gets so critical i had fucking the baby fans get mad at me just for saying there was like some dumb caption on ig right it says something about, watch, let me pull it up right now. People are still coming at me for it. <laughs> as early as this morning, man. <laughs> so, the baby, he was on LA Leakers. He was freestyling, you know, which I didn't believe it was a freestyle, but that's kind of beside the point. The caption says, rate this freestyle one to 10. The other caption says, the fact the baby done this in one take is out of this world. Bro is a different breed when it comes to rap. A freestyle by definition is one take. <laughs> you know, like, so that, I just thought it was a stupid caption. My comment was, you know, a freestyle is supposed to be off the top of the head, right? So by definition, it would be one take. By the way, this is not a freestyle. <laughs> and these motherfuckers came in my comments talking about, you know, bro was a virgin in high school. <laughs> you know, fucking, why you gotta be that guy? And all this shit. And I'm like, I'm not saying anything bad about the baby. You can stop swinging from his nuts, yelling at everyone who approaches. <laughs> motherfuckers like, <laughs> oh man, I was just flaming motherfuckers because they kept trying to come at me. One guy was like, bro's just mad. Because his music doesn't get views. And I was like, first of all, motherfucker, music is audio. <laughs> I don't know if you know how it works. <laughs> but you don't get views for music. It's audio. Dumbass. <laughs> and then, you know, he, tried, he kept trying to come at me. And I just kept making him look stupid. He was like, go have a family or something, bro. And he had a caption. <laughs> his caption says some shit about, like, your criticism doesn't feed the fam. So I said, I would, but 
it, but <laughs> your criticism doesn't feed the fam. And he got all like, he sent like five comments back, like all in his feelings, like if I bothered you that much to look at my profile. <laughs> and my whole thing was like, he was saying your music doesn't get views. And I was like, well, if you went and looked to see if my music got views, <laughs> then you just proved my point. You just proved yourself fucking wrong by viewing it. Dumbass. <laughs> And then it's like people try to come at me like, oh, the baby got more followers than you. And it's like, but motherfucker, I got like 30 times the followers you do. So who the fuck are you to talk? <laughs> and I'm not even the type of person. I'm not out here trying to get as many followers as I can. That's never been my fucking goal. <laughs> to be honest with you, if, if it was, I'd have more followers. The fact that that's not my goal and I have like 30 something thousand followers <laughs> is saying something, motherfuckers. All y'all want to try to come at me over some silly ass shit like that. I didn't even say anything bad about the baby. What he did was fine. <laughs> it didn't sound like a freestyle to me, but that wasn't even my main point. <laughs> my main point was, if it is a freestyle, of course it's one fucking take. <laughs> and if it's not a freestyle, <laughs> then like, what is so, you know, why are you having people rate the freestyle? <laughs> it's like... You put yourself in a bad spot. Because <laughs> either way, it's like a freestyle is one take. So either it's not a freestyle, which makes that wrong. <laughs> or it is a freestyle. And of course a freestyle is one fucking take. You show like a little 15 second clip. You can't really make much out of it. I mean, he did fine. I'm not dissing the baby. <laughs> you know, like... But at the same time, it's like, just get the fucking captions right. This is my issue. My issue with that thing was, it wasn't even a big issue. I made a mild little comment and people got in their feelings. <laughs> but my thing is, is that hip hop, people are already losing the essence of hip hop. And posts like that do not help. Because now people think that that's a freestyle. That's what freestyle is. And they're mislabeling one of the core elements of hip-hop when they do that. <laughs> so it fucks things up, man. It's like hip-hop has already gotten fucked up in, the, in modern times, you know? People don't understand what bars are anymore. People be praising shit that ain't even bars. <laughs> Calling it bars. It's like, I don't even understand how this is supposed to be a bar. <laughs> Dude could be like... I wake up every morning breathing air. It's like, actually, that might be a bar. <laughs> He's flexing on being alive. I don't know. But it's like some shit like that where it's like, there's not even any cleverness behind this. It's like he's just fucking talking. I'm not talking about the baby. I don't really have an issue about the baby. Um, his LGBTQ comments were pretty stupid. But other than that, like... I'm not trying to make this about that. It's more about people losing track of the essence of hip-hop. That's my problem. Because I'm somebody who really loves this shit. And I've dedicated my life to it. If y'all motherfuckers just pull up <laughs> and act like you know better. And like just to lose the essence of it. It sucks. It sucks to see. It sucks when I'm trying to sell tickets to see a legend and motherfuckers are <laughs> like the response from I didn't witness this personally but I had a friend who was helping me sell tickets and they said like oh yeah I don't know if I really listened to that <laughs> it's like damn son you don't listen to quick like you don't even have some quick between quick and Rakim <laughs> you couldn't find something that you like there like what are y'all listening to? And I guarantee the same people got some dumbass fucking <laughs> ignorant ass music on their playlist. It's like people that listen to party music and say they don't listen to quick. It's like quick makes some of the best party music. Like, what are you? <laughs> They're just ignorant. I don't pay them no mind, but it's like, <laughs> come on now. Like people have just lost a lot of the essence of hip hop and it sucks. It's like, you got to do better, man. As people, you're losing track of it. Like, the most important genre in modern times. Because everyone wants to take elements from hip-hop. 
but they don't want to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, by the way, I think I need to get out of the Kendrick Lamar subreddit. I don't know. It's entertaining. But some of the stuff that people say in there is just so dumb. Somebody was trying to say the dam was on par with Illmatic. I'm like, bro, stop. <laughs> just stop. And they're like arguing like that Nas and Jay-Z can't touch Kendrick and all this shit. And it's like, they can, man. <laughs> Their discographies can't touch Kendrick. Can't touch Kenny. Pac can't touch Kenny. <laughs> Kenny's more versatile than Pac. Like, you see all this, like, okay, Pac died at 25, bro. Like, keep that in fucking mind that Kendrick is 10 years older than Pac now. And y'all comparing what Kendrick did <laughs> to the limited amount of time that Pac had. Let's, let's, like, take it back. Subtract fucking 10 years from Kendrick. Which, by the way, Kendrick's best shit arguably came out <laughs> when he, by the time he was 25. Like, other than to pip a butterfly, I don't think most people are arguing that Damn and Mr. Morale are better than Good Kid Mad City. You could argue to pimp a butterfly, which came out when he was like 28, right? But let's let's really look at it, cause what do you get? You get some mixtapes from Kendrick, right? By twenty five, you get overly dedicated Section eighty, and you get fucking um, Good Kid, Mad City. Compare that to Pac by twenty five. You get like, you know, the early shit. You get Tupacalypse Now, Strictly for My. <laughs> you know the rest of that, right? Strictly for I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> so let's see what you get let's see let me see what you get from Pac I want to keep it all in perspective I don't want to miss anything because the, the way these people compare shit is like all right man <laughs> y'all need to chill because Illmatic can go up against any album of all time by the way any hip-hop album for sure that's like known to be that's a lot of people's like number one hip-hop album ever <laughs> So that alone, like, to say he can't compete with Nas, or say Nas can't compete with Kendrick, <laughs> is just wild. <laughs> so you get Tupacalypse Now, Strictly 4 by Those albums, I don't think would necessarily be considered classics. But for Kendrick, out of that, the only one that's like a bona fide classic is Good Kid, Mad City, right? Like, really? Then with Pac, you get Me Against the World, bona fide classic, All Eyes on Me, bona fide classic. Then, you get the Don Caluminati, the Seven Day Theory, which is now established as a classic. A lot of people sleep on that album, but, I mean, the tracks that it has, Hail Mary, <laughs> Toss It Up to Live and Die in L.A., Me and My Girlfriend, Against All Odds, like, any album that has that many tracks like that, generally considered a classic right it's maybe a weaker classic but it's still a classic you know and that's that was done when Pac died by all accounts so you're comparing you know Kendrick's mixtape shit and overly dedicated that's a you know you could compare that with Tupacalypse now and strictly for my then I'm taking me against the world over Section 80, easily. Uh, All Eyes on Me, I would take... I'd take that over Good Kid, Mad City. And then you get... But then you get an extra bonus album, right? You get the Don Caluminati. i take that over, like, most Kendrick albums. You know? All Eyes on Me... The fairest comparison for All Eyes On Me is Mr. Morale. Because they're both double albums. <laughs> and All Eyes On Me wipes the floor with Mr. Morale. No disrespect, but... <laughs> I see people say that, and I'm just... I'm baffled. <laughs> by, like, how anyone could really think that. Because, <laughs> like, even if you like Mr. Morale, where is the fucking... 
where's the how do you want it on Mr. Morale, right? Where's the California love? Where's the two of America's most wanted? Where's the I ain't mad at you? <laughs> like, there's no standouts that are that high. All about you, scandalous. I mean, no more pain, hearts of men. It's tough, man. Only God can judge me. You got a lot on there. Can't see me? Shorty wanna be a thug, holla at me. I mean, <laughs> you got tracks like Wonder Why They Call You Bitch, Thug Passion, Picture Me Rolling, Course All Eyes On Me. Like, <laughs> we're in the streets. I don't think you can really compare that to fucking um, Mr. Morale. There's way too many highlights. And it's not like Pac wasn't introspective, you know? Certainly one of the most introspective rappers out there. So, y'all need to stop with this shit. <laughs> you know, no disrespect to Kendrick. I think he is one of the best in the game. Especially in the mainstream. But it's like, people just forget sometimes. People are ignorant about hip-hop history. And it's like... <laughs> I would take the last three Nas albums over Mr. Morale easily. Honestly. I'm not, I'm not being a dick. Just honestly. Like, King's Disease, King's Disease 2, Magic. I'd take them over Mr. Morale. I think those are some of the best Nas albums. So, not every Nas album's great, right? But... With Nas, you get Illmatic, It Was Written. Those are generally considered great, right? And then I Am and Nostradamus people didn't fuck with as much. Right? Then Stillmatic and Godson people really fucked with. Honestly. Then Streets Disciple Hip Hop Is Dead. Those are solid albums. Untitled, another solid album. Life Is Good. Good album. You know, those are all pretty good albums. None of those are bad. Nasir... It was all right. It was pretty mid, right? I think every... And there's a six-year gap between Life is Good and Nasir. I think people were like, maybe Nas lost a sip. That was fair to say. Then King's Disease, King's Disease 2 and Magic. <laughs> really, to me, solidified Nas as the GOAT. In the current moment, you know. You start reading that discography and it's like... How many albums is it? Then Distant Relatives. I mean, that was another solid album. The the album with The Firm. Everybody says that was a flop. And I, I mean, I don't really fuck with it too much. And actually, my least favorite track on King's Disease is the one that features The Firm. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, it's not like that was bad. You know. The only ones that stick out as like being... Maybe not that good as I am, Nostradamus, and Nasir. Everything else is either good or great. And you got, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 albums. And probably 12 of them are good to great. That's not bad, man. <laughs> That's really not bad. Distant Relatives with Damian Marley was a... That was a good album. That's kind of slept on. Actually seen them perform that, too. That was dope. That was like an underrated album. So. I don't know, man. It just gets silly sometimes. People have short memories, short attention spans, and they forget. I mean, with Nas, though, it's like some of his best shit has come out recently. <laughs> At one point, I had him... I would say that that's that I would take those 16 albums over Pac's legacy. As great as Pac is, I would take that at this point. I think like one thing is as great as these guys like Pac and Biggie were, people can pass them because sadly they were taken from us so young. And I would definitely take those 16 albums over Biggie's two.
if you, you know, you only really get to count two. Same reason why I take Pac over Biggie. It's like with Pac, I get more material, you know? Like, yeah, Biggie is, Biggie's better as a bar spitter than Pac. Pac's a better poet. Pac's more versatile to me. So I took Big, I took Pac over Biggie. I think that vocally, you can make the case that Biggie has a better voice, but even then, it's like Pac has a great voice. <laughs> so it is Nas. Even as somebody who's not a big, like I'm not somebody who's heavily into Jay-Z like that, you know, but Jay-Z has a good ass run. Like, I, I don't argue, if somebody wanted to say, I used to think it was ridiculous, but if someone wanted to argue that Jay-Z's the GOAT, like he has a good case for that, you know, at this point, <laughs> to be honest, I would take a uh, Nas discography over Jay-Z. I don't think people would have said that pre-Ether at all, you know. With Jay-Z, you got Reasonable Doubt, In My Lifetime, Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3, The Dynasty, The Blueprint. And then The Blueprint 2, I don't think people fucked with as much. The Black Album, there's a couple classics sprinkled in here. Reasonable Doubt's considered a classic, The Blueprint. The Black Album, I'm not sure people quite consider a classic. Then you got Kingdom Come, that was a bit of a flop. American Gangster, I actually fucked with that album. I like that album. <laughs> like, even though I wasn't, like... Like, I see why people like Jay-Z, but it, it never quite connected with me. But I don't, like, diss him. You know what I mean? I don't, like, say any... I'm not saying anything bad. It's just, like, everybody... Music vibrates differently with everybody. Um, and then Blueprint 3, I think, was hit and miss for people. Magna Carta, Holy Grail... I think that overall was negatively remembered. And the 444 people really fuck with. But now when you start to look at it, it's like he has some duds in his discography where I think you got to take Nas' discography over his. You know? Because 444 is the only... Actually, honestly... That whole 10-year gap between American Gangster and 444. You did have... I mean, people like Blueprint 3, okay. But it wasn't thought of like the original Blueprint. Which is like a certified classic, right? So. I wasn't too big on Watch the Throne. I, haven't, I actually haven't heard Everything is Love. Um, then the R. Kelly albums were kind of... They're kind of mid to people, right? I don't think people, like, remember those as being amazing. Which, by the, <laughs> by the way, getting into R. Kelly. That guy could just not stop fucking up. <laughs> it's like he barely got off the first time. When he was, like, you know, when they caught him on videotape. <laughs> when they found the videotape of him peeing on that girl, having sex with her. And I believe she was 14. I think the only reason he really got off is because the girl and her parents didn't press charges more. If they would have, I think he might have been fucked. You know? Because it's like they had the evidence right there. Should he get 30 years? I don't know. 30 years is a long time. I think if anyone deserves it, it's probably someone like him who is like a serial abuser, you know? And who did a lot of, like, who really harmed a lot of young girls' lives. Um, and I think what he did is disgusting, honestly. Like, I feel weird even talking to girls in their early 20s, and I'm not even that old. So for a dude in his 50s to be fucking around with teenagers, it's weird, man. It's fucking weird. I don't get it. I would feel weird talking to teenagers. So, <laughs> I'm not even that much older than girls in their early 20s, but I still feel kind of weird. I'm like, is this weird to do? You know, because they flirt and stuff. <laughs> but, like, I'm not that much older than them. 
he has a, a crazy age gap. <laughs> like, there, it's some of these cases, it's like, by the end, I mean, you're talking about, like, almost a 40-year age gap. Like, that's weird, bro. So, <laughs> anyway, we're getting into a lot of different shit. Um, I'm going to continue this discussion on the other side. Welcome to Life in Zero Gravity. So yes, if you're hearing this, the day it comes out, it is the 4th of July. Um, <laughs> I really have had a complicated relationship with America, you know? I don't think it's the worst country in the world like some of these dumb people have been saying lately. I mean, I understand, like, we've taken some major L's lately. <laughs> the women's rights shit is just atrocious, right? But... America is far from the worst country in the world. You're being incendiary by saying that. You're trying to rile people up. We all know that's not true. You're trying to piss people off. You know, which, to be honest, it doesn't piss me off. I think it's dumb. <laughs> and I guess in a way, I like looking at it like me being grouped in with leftists, Seeing that shit, it's a bad look for us. It's a bad look because you just look like a big baby. You know? As bad as things have been lately, it's a crazy thing to say. It's insane. It really is. And I'm reminded of when I worked for the government recently, reuniting kids from south of the border with their families in the U.S. Seeing the enormous pain they're subjected to from stuff as simple as their feet being ravaged by not having proper shoes and traveling hundreds to thousands of miles on foot to get to America. Them having to deal with those medical problems when they get here, right? Boys and girls and boys being sexually assaulted on their journey up, traveling without their families. Very young kids. I mean, there was there were like babies and five year olds. A lot of them teenagers. Still, still kids. Some of them may be older than their documents showed. <laughs> but regardless, traveling alone to a new place, dangerous journey, and them praying to stay here because the life here was better than where they were coming from. America is still the country where the most people immigrate to every year. By far. So, there's a reason for that. Call it what you want, but there are certain freedoms we have here that they don't have everywhere else. And I, believe me, I'm disgusted by the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, I think it's catastrophic. I think it's horrible, and I think it will have very negative effects. So, I don't know. I'm not in much of a celebratory mood for 4th of July. I'm not going to be one of these people that shits on America during that day. But at the same time, I'm not feeling all that great about America right now. I understand that. But you can't pretend that it isn't worse in most of the rest of the world, to be honest with you. There are only like a handful of countries where you could argue that life is better. And even then, it's like, sometimes it's just semantics. It's just preference. 
So, America, you're fucking up lately. <laughs> Not gonna lie, but I think it's silly to try to claim that America is one of the worst countries or the worst country in the world. It's disingenuous. Especially if you're living in America. <laughs> you could technically go most other places in the world. It's like the fact that you are living there, there are places where if you said this is the worst country in the world, there would actually be legal consequences. <laughs> I don't know if some of you idiots realize that. <laughs> it's easy to get caught up in the moment and get emotional when something horrible like that Supreme Court decision happens. But try to be rational. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, you can do worse. Now, certain parts of America are going to get significantly worse as a result of that ruling. It's the type of thing that could honestly set up a civil war. It's horrible. No way around that. But America is not the worst country in the world. It's it's far from the worst, you know. And um, if you do celebrate, you know, I, I, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sure we will do something. Like, I, whenever I do the fireworks and stuff, I don't even think about America as much, you know. It's just, it's more of like a celebration of family, friends. For me personally, I honestly feel like Juneteenth should be celebrated more than 4th of July because it's kind of hard to celebrate <laughs> Independence Day when there were people still in shackles for 100 years after that. So, personally, I feel like Juneteenth should be a bigger deal. And I don't mean that it gets to turn into this corporate holiday where <laughs> white-owned companies benefit. <laughs> that's not what I'm advocating for. I just feel like that's when America was truly free. You know? And even then, I mean, it wasn't much better until after the Civil Rights Movement for people of color. So, it's an interesting thing. I've never been the most patriotic person. But there are certain liberties we have here that are not going to be found in other parts of the world. It still is the land of opportunity. It's still the number one place where you can go from nothing to something. That is still real. I mean, shit, I'm seeing it more than ever. <laughs> For me personally, your boy's starting to blow up a little. On my own terms, too, might I add. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, no place is perfect. We still have a lot of work to do. We're getting better. I mean, I, it feels like we're backsliding lately. <laughs> but... I am an optimist, and I think things will get better over time. That was a major blow. It's horrible, catastrophic, and honestly, like, it, it, it makes me want to help women in other states. I'll be honest with you. There are women who have reached out to me over the years that I didn't even really know that well. Whose lives... We're really being kind of turned upside down by having a kid with somebody that wasn't the best match for them. And I have paid for them to seek treatment for that. I'll come out and say it. I've paid for women in other states to get abortions. I have 
you know? And, and I know some of you won't agree with that. Some of you don't like that. I'm just being honest because for me, I would hate to see multiple lives affected negatively by having a kid at a time that is not ideal when you don't have your situation set up financially when you are not when you don't have a support a support group i just feel that abortion is a better option than raising a kid in a hostile environment that's me personally. I understand. I totally get the other side. I know why people disagree. I know why they feel how they feel. It makes sense. Like, the logic makes sense to me. But I, I personally feel that it's better to ensure the safety of the mother, to ensure the safety of the child... You know, the potential child. And I know the argument, like, so it's so you're ensuring the safety by murdering the child? Like, no. I, nobody that I know is pro-abortion. Nobody thinks it's like this great thing. It's something that can have a lot of negative psychological effects on those who are part of that. But ask yourself, do you care more about a child's future? Or do you care more about a fetus? There's no easy answer to this. There's no, like, I can see all the sides. But people forget that there are mothers who have, who get pregnant, whose kids will not survive the childbirth. They know that months in advance. Those mothers in other states now cannot get abortions. So they will be forced to carry out the pregnancy, have their child born, and die immediately. That's what people don't realize. And then, I mean, this is like the most obvious example. Women who get raped... Should they have to have the baby? I don't think so, obviously. I don't think that's going to go well for any of the parties involved. So, <laughs> man, there's a lot to it. It really is. And I'm not trying to act like I have all the answers. I just am pro-choice. I support a woman's right to choose. And my heart hurts for all the women that this will affect. I fear for my daughter's future. Especially if she continues to live in a state like Texas. It's a scary proposition, you know. And as a father, obviously, you don't even like to think of, you know, your kids engaging in those acts. But it's going to happen at some point. And if it's with someone that is not the ideal match or if it's not the ideal time, I want her to be able to make that decision. I don't want that decision to be in the state's hands. I don't think that's right. And it sets up the... All this stuff is setting up where they can start outlawing like gay sex, obviously gay marriage... Even blowjobs. If you look at some of, the, if you look at some of the shit that is included in this, it's just it's all bad. So, I don't know. I understand nobody likes abortion. It's not something that is a positive thing, but it's more complex than like, oh, we don't want to kill babies you know there's more to it these people won't support <laughs> kids any other step of the way 
And I know when I'm when I was petitioning to get stuff on the ballot, trying to get more music and art programs in schools, people say, "Who cares about that? Who cares about that?" Same people, I guarantee you, are against abortion. So it's like you don't want to support them the rest of the way. You know. You want to give funding to schools, but <sighs> there's so much I could say about this. But happy birthday, America. Um, there's a lot of positive things about America. I'm not trying to make it seem like there's not. But lately it's been rough. Been rough for a lot of us. And I hope that we move forward in a positive way. We all deserve that, you know. So I hope that we're able to come to a positive resolution. Stay safe, everybody out there. Um, if you need me, I'm here to talk. Women, if you... Women in other states, if you have um, one in pregnancies for whatever reason, reach out to me. I'll do what I can to help you. At the very least, I can help you. I could give you a ride or something if you come out here. I know that's polarizing. A lot of people won't like me doing that, but I'm serious. I, I genuinely care about the future. And as hard as it is, as like ugly of a topic as it is, the logical mind in me believes that it's better to abort a pregnancy than carry out a life that is full of abuse a lack of opportunities and isn't set up to succeed from the beginning. That's just how I feel. And I, I totally get if you disagree. Believe me. But at the end of the day, I don't think women should be forced to carry out pregnancies if they don't want to. It's a lot. It takes a lot out of a woman. It forever changes their body. If they're not ready... I don't want the child to go through the emotional, possibly physical abuse of having a mother who wasn't ready to have them. At least think about that. Having a father who wasn't ready to have them. A lot of women have, a lot of women, unfortunately, have kids and the fathers aren't around. Is that the ideal scenario? I don't think so. So... It's tough, man. I know. I would never claim to have all the answers on this at all. I just know we can do better. So. This is Life in Zero Gravity. Stay tuned. Take things in a lighter direction. One love. Stay safe. Probably the biggest actual thing that happened last night was Israel Adesanya defending his uh, middleweight, that's 185 title, at, at the UFC event last night. I forget the fucking number. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He won by decision. Um, unanimous decision. Pretty much won every round against Jerry Cannonier. He came out. And he did the tribute to The Undertaker. He did The Undertaker walkout music. He had The Undertaker hat. He had an urn that had Jared written on it. And it was, 
one of the better ring or cage walks, I guess, that you'll see. It was pretty cool. I'll give him that. Um, he is fun to watch. I guess people didn't really like that fight too much. I don't know. It's like he just, he, I mean, he dominated the fight. One, I mean, everybody likes knockouts. And it seemed like he could have got the knockout if he pressed a little more. But, hey, can't always get a knockout. So, he wins. Um, not really too much interesting on the rest of the card, honestly. But, yeah, that's the main event. Um, the Dodgers are still the Padres Padres. They're still wrecking them. No matter what, no matter how good they get, they still just get beat down by the Dodgers all the time. So, <laughs> you got lit up the night before. And then, like, the Dodgers, like, I don't think Gonsolin and Anderson were supposed to be this good, but they have worked out quite well. So the Dodgers are sitting at 49 and 28, 7 and 3 in their last 10, won their last four. Um, Run, run differential plus one forty. See, I know the Yankees are the Yankees are fifty eight and twenty one. Their run differentials plus one sixty four. So I think they're the only team clearly better. It's the Astros are in that conversation. The Mets are pretty good. Um, yeah, that's the, but the only team you can see that's like clearly doing a, a little better at this moment is the Yankees. So impressive. <laughs> the the Padres are 46 and 34. They're a pretty good team, but they're just not on the Dodgers level. No, they've lost three. I think did they lose the last three to the Dodgers. I know it's two. I'm trying to remember. Let's see if I can pull this up real quick. But anyway, yeah, like even the Dodgers, you know it's going well for the Dodgers when like they're missing um Walker Bueller, one of their best pitchers, right? They're still <laughs> winning most of the games. Like, regardless, so <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, the yeah they did win the last three games. So this <laughs> losing streak started with the Dodgers. Um, Pretty funny. The Dodgers did lose that little mini-series to the Rockies before that, but they did win the series against the Braves. And the series against the Reds, they swept. So... You know, they're, they're getting it in. They lost to the Guardians. Beat the Angels in that little series. Uh, the Giants swept them, though. That was bad. But overall, good season so far. And they're definitely not firing it on all cylinders. So I expect it to improve as the season goes along. So, yeah. Um, in the world of basketball, that's some pretty big trades. I mean, the... Timberwolves got Rudy Gobert, right? That's probably the biggest name value one. Uh, fucking Kevin Durant and Kyrie by, might both be out of Brooklyn. You know, actually probably are, because I don't think they're going to hang on to those guys. Like, if in basketball, it's like if a guy's not happy, they usually don't hold on. In football, it's a little different, because the owners and the, um, like, you know, owners and the management have a little more power in football. I don't even like the term owners. It sounds weird, right? I mean the team owners. <laughs> like, it feels weird for a player to address somebody as their owner, right? There's something wrong with that. I think you know what I'm saying. But anyway, so the... <laughs> the fucking um, Nets, man, fucking up. They're probably going to lose KD and Kyrie. Same offseason. Everybody was like heralding that as like a great, you know, a great offseason for them. They haven't they have like nothing to show for it. Got a couple playoff wins, no playoff wins last year, but that's about it. So it's pretty rough, pretty rough time for the Nets. Um there's talk of the Lakers trade for Kyrie. It actually looks fairly likely to happen. We'll have to see. He doesn't solve the defense problem. He does give him better shooting. And so far, I mean, it looks like he's a better fit with LeBron than Russ is. Although I think last year just went as bad as it possibly could have gone. So I don't know what to take away from that. I, I mean, you can't predict that AD's going to miss like most of the year. LeBron's going to miss a lot of the year. You can't really predict that. And then there are also... I mean, Kendrick Nunn played zero games. Like, it just, they had so many injuries and nothing. It's, it was a team that really needed all the time they could to build chemistry, and they only played, like, 21 games together, that big three. So 
I think the jury's still out. A lot of y'all have written them off. Um, regardless of what happens, I think they'll be a good team next year. Definitely much better than last year. Um, so we will see. We will see what happens, how it all plays out. There's even talk of the Lakers trading AD and Russ for KD and Kyrie. And to be honest, like, I would not. I'm, I like, you know, if you've listened to this show, you know I'm a Russ fan. I would take that. <laughs> like, the thing is, AD has a lot more time in the league left than KD, most likely. But, I mean, it's hard to. KD is one of the. One of the best players of all time, right? AD would be on the list, but not that high. But KD, I mean, is certainly... I mean, I think you'd have to put him, like, in the top 25, right? I don't know. I don't want to overrate him or underrate him. But that feels right in my head, you know? I don't think AD is there, at least not yet. We'll see how the rest of his career plays out. But I think KD has already gotten there. Yeah, I think that's fair. And he's probably going to rise higher by the end of his career, you'd think. He has two championships. They were kind of Mickey Mouse championships, but he was the best player on the court, so can't really argue against it, you know. He did his thing. The Warriors just won without him. They won before him, so it doesn't look as great as, like, (laughs) you know, the Cavs with LeBron or the Heat with LeBron or, you know, the Lakers without Kobe. Like, it doesn't look as great. But, hey, he got the chips, and there aren't a lot of multi, multi-time multi finals MVPs out there. So, that in alone is, accompli- is an accomplishment. So, yeah. Congrats to KD. We'll see if he's a new Laker. I don't know. I think the jury's still out. There's a chance it could swing in our favor. Um, he is... He's probably played his best basketball or is doesn't have too much of his best basketball left but honestly with how injury prone AD is which that was my number one concern when he went to the Lakers you know so I was like man this guy gets injured a lot like great player when he's at his best but he's injured a lot like because I remember watching him in New Orleans and he would sit a lot and so far with the Lakers he's missed like almost half his games you know a lot of games, at least. I know last year he missed, like, over half his games. But he's missed games every year. It's just not It's not good, man. So hopefully AD will be healthy this year, no matter where he plays. I, if, I, if, if I had to bet, he's probably still going to be a Laker. Um, but anything can happen, really. And, I mean, his value is not as high as it was. But if you're the Nets and you have two guys who want to leave, not much you can do. You don't want to play that season out, I don't think, and just be paying the money. I mean, especially with Kyrie, you never know what's going to happen there. He might just decide to sit the whole year. (laughs) So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I would do in that scenario. I think I would probably have to trade them because you could get a lot for KD and Kyrie. Like You can get a lot for those players. It's not like you're going to be missing much. But hopefully um, everything works out in the Lakers' favor. This has been KZRO Sports. And now, let us read from the Book of Graph. I don't drink alcohol, I drink alkaline. You got the value all to be Valentine. Better than what you and your pals can find. Brighter than all your medallions shine. <laughs> Rappers ain't got no bars these days. The heat from my bars chars DJs. They know the vibes of rap elitely. Your crap is easy, no traps defeat me. ZG is interdimensional. I'm continual, y'all minimal. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm your OG's OG. I don't need this. I'm low key, ho keys. I wrote these for your dismemberment. When I was done, all of them were bent. I can't be stopped by your weak weapons. I always find a way to sneak death in. Don't underestimate, even my bless is great. I flex whenever the pressure waits. (laughs) Your quality can't compare to me. 
and trying this is heresy. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol and I drink alcohol. You got to buy your water, be Valentine. Better than what you when your pals can find. Brighter than all y'all medallions shine. I don't drink alcohol, I drink alkaline. You got to buy your water, be Valentine. Better than what you when your pals can find. Brighter than all y'all medallions shine. Beep. <laughs> This has been Life in Zero Gravity, another exciting fucking episode. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. No, really, though, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. I want to send a special happy birthday to Purple Haze. was released five fucking years ago today. That's crazy. I was actually listening to it this week and it holds up really well, honestly. Like, that's a quality piece of work. Um, I'm proud of that one, you know. I I feel like that's still some people's favorite project that I've done and I could see why. Um, I would love to expand on that in the future, but for now, you know, it sits there as a really quality piece of work. I was... Uh, I, I had a lot of emotions at that time about everything that was going on and the responses from people. And I think it came out really well in the music, but in like a very constructive way. So I loved it. And thank you. We'll be back next week. Much love. Life in zero gravity, baby. Oh my, another synth track. Um, yeah, another synth track. How you doing synth tracks? Not really, I've done a lot of others. Is this fantasy? Can it be real for you and me? Who can see? Is this just fanciful or tangible? Is this just fantasy? How can it be? Zenny still a dreamer, no, I won't let up. How you gonna ascend if you don't get up? Fight the power, this night is ours Set ourselves free, leave plight to cowards They wanna hate us cause they're insecure Cause we ended first and they finished worst Mad cause we blew past while you're limping by Shitting on your simplified pimp disguise Knock em out, and invite us as the pin just glide Have them seeing all white college gentrified Leave you laying for the culture vultures to pick at Let the ears they indulge on your knickknacks Sit back if you're bringing that energy, release my energy as your penalty. Take you out your fake reality. Sub Zero flows fatality. Is this fantasy? Living it right Is it really light if you were given the light? You never had to earn a single thing in your life Daddy had your back when you were swinging your knife He was a trust fund baby with the glove on your lap But still you acted like you had your load at the trap You were always thinking you were knowing the best And writing off the verses if we're showing you less Living in your own world but we're idealists Say we don't get it but you can't quite feel this Your team's useless, my dream's lucid I control me while you seem stupid You're so concerned with material But all that fades, it's empirical My music live forever, I will slay demons Try until I die, I'ma stay dreaming Is this fantasy? Okay, so now you're saying it's not fantasy. No, I'm saying it's up to fantasy? you. I guess it's fantasy. Make it real. Is this just fantasy? Can it be real for you and me?
just fanciful or tangible.